0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another edition of Ramblings, a playoff postseason edition of Ramblings, the last postseason edition of Ramblings this season. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's up, man? We lost, bro.
2: Yeah, it's over, Doc. I mean, season ended. Uh, You know what? I would would love to have uh, seen uh, this season end on a high note. And the only way that happens in the postseason with you standing on a podium somewhere down in Tampa. But uh, just didn't figure out for us that this way, uh, I think the guys uh, gave a, a very good effort. Uh, 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 turbulent season altogether as far as all the protocols that have been set in. So I salute the guys, man, for just being able to show up and play as well as they did all year long, man. And um, they're going to z- deserve this rest, this off season. Enjoy it and uh, keep your body uh, engaged, keep your mind engaged, and come back next year, man, and uh, try to put a better product on the field. That's that's the that's the plan. That's the vision going forward.
1: I salute us as well, man, because we go into a ball game like this, man, against the best team in the NFC maybe the best team in the NFL, man, banged up, man. Aaron Donald came in, man, he toughed it out. His ribs was hurting. It was obvious he wasn't 100%, but he still went out there and gave us what he could give us. Jerry Goff wasn't 100%, came out with that hurt thumb, man, and played, you know, played relatively well, man. We were missing one of our our running backs with Dal Henderson. So we come into the ballgame shorthanded against, you know, arguably the best team in the NFL, man. Damn so the best team in the NFC, and we come up short. Now, with that all – with that said, though, they took care of us, bro. That, that, that Packers offense, man, they – they yeah. <laughs> look, bro, they did – I mean, with all due respect to, to that number one defense of the Rams, they got us, bro. They they ran the rock on us, man. They just powered it down our throat, man. And they had a nice little game plan for Aaron Rodgers. They was like – we got. We're not gonna even let you drop back five or six yards, man. We're gonna bootleg you. We got. We're we not gonna even let you stand back there and give them time to get a rush on you. So the, that Packers offense came out with a nice little game plan. They took advantage of us, man.
2: Well, to be truthful about the situation, is the Green Bay Packers look the more fresher team than we did. So it, you know, it's a, it's a, an account of playing well during the regular season and going out and earning that bye week, which they did. So their players just looked fresh. Their running game looked fresh often from an offensive line standpoint. They were playing on our side of the line, line of scrimmage. And I think, you know, they, they just seemed like they were a step ahead of us all night long. So that being said, man, I mean, that's, that's what you, you you go out and play the regular season games for, for the very position that Green Bay was able to put themselves in as far as being the number one seed in the NFC. And they showed it, man, being able to play at home uh, in some weather that they're used to playing in and, uh, you know, you got one of the better quarterbacks to ever do it, man. So, I mean, you know, just his presence there, his ability to, uh, to, to, to forecast and read everything that's going on from a defensive standpoint and his ability, man. I think he has, you know, superior ability as far as getting the football out of his hands so fast, man. That, that benefits the wide receivers so much, man. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just beautiful to see. But, you know, as a, as a unit, as a team, they looked like they were definitely more cohesive than we were. And just a one unit, man. I mean, they look like they got a goal as well. I mean, so um, they get another opportunity to play an NFC championship game at home uh, in the weather that they're used to playing against. And uh, the best man won that day.
1: And talking about that, because you made a great point, they did look like the fresher team. And it, 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 it says a lot, man, and it takes a lot out of you when you have to play a playoff game before you go play a game like that. Not only did we have to play a playoff game, We had to play a playoff game before going to Green Bay, then go all the way across the country. Well, almost all the way across the country to a cold state. Even though, you know, football players are professional, man. They deal with cold weather. You have to, man. But you can't understate the fact that we had to play a playoff game before we saw them and all they were doing was resting up, and we was already banged up from that game against Seattle. Now, had we gone in, you know, mono-e-mono, we didn't have to play that extra game, and they didn't have to play an extra game, I think it may have been a different situation, but even with all that said, they were a lot more physical than us, man. And, and, and just going by what their offense did, the way they ran the rock, they, they ran the ball for almost 200 yards, man. I mean, they were physical. Them running backs was toting that peel, man. Uh, Aaron Donald, as we said, he wasn't 100%, but uh, they, was, they were handling the rest of our defensive linemen as well and our linebackers, so... It's nothing really negative you can say, but just have to salute that Green Bay Packers offensive line and those running backs, man, because they were playing hard.
2: Well, you come into a game like this, anytime you get ready to play the Green Bay Packers led by Aaron Rodgers, you know, that's where your focus is, is on the aerial attack that they they, uh, can bring to a game. But you know what? Each time uh, they ran the football, their running backs were falling forward, man. So, that just lets you know, uh, you know, their priority was to come out and see what the running game can do. Once they figured that, you know, we were having trouble stopping that run, having having issues tackling on the, on the back end, they just stuck with it, man. And and, and rarely do you see, Doc, uh, a team led by Aaron Rodgers where he doesn't have so much on his plate. So that must have been a great feeling for him uh, when this running game. I mean, they're rushing for 200-plus yards, and he really doesn't have to win the game for, for his team. But he can just participate from a standpoint of just, you know, facilitating the ball to the receivers and getting the balls into his playmakers hands. So it it, it was sweet for him to see it. Um, You know, if I have to, you know, latch on to another team, me being a football fan, I'd latch on to Green Bay. man. I'd love to see Green Bay represent the NFC in the Super Bowl
1: this year. I would too, simply because for the fact that they beat us. And then we can be like, well, we did lose to the team that did make it to the Super Bowl. And the reason why Aaron Rodgers didn't have to win the game for them, it was because Aaron Jones, the running back, was toting their rock. I'm looking at him, man, they say he 5'9", 208. Dude runs the rock a lot bigger than that. I'm saying, there's no way in yes. the hell that dude is five nine two hundred and eight 208 pounds because he was toting the pill. I mean, he ran strong and they just played a good game. But on the other side, Jared Goff, he toughed it out. Sore thumb, hurt thumb. Hey, man, he actually played a pretty good game. Now, we didn't ask him to do too much as far as throwing the ball down the field. We were dinking and dunking, but that's what we do anyway. But, you know, hey, I know a lot of Rams fans, they looking at Jerry Goff and be like, hey, he played a good game. But I'm like, uh, well, there was only so much he could give us anyway. I mean, you look at the numbers, 21 to 27, which looks good, right? But 174 yards, that means we're averaging six yards of completion. So that's really – those are almost like run plays, man. So I'm just glad he did – you know, he got sacked four times, but he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't stink up the joint, but he, you know, he really didn't help us, you know, help propel the offense to a point that we can compete and stay with an offense like Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, man.
2: Well, uh, what I find truly amazing is that we have to sit here and make excuses for that position. Uh, when it's in its second, you know, its second level of, uh, you know, its second tier of second contracts, really, uh, the expectation that you have from that position. When you look around this league, knowing that it's a passing league, and you have to have that quarterback position filled, and not only filled, but producing at a level that you know that you expect. I mean, when you look at Green Bay, there was never a question about what Aaron Rodgers is bringing to the table, or what the other guys, these other teams that are still available. Um, it's, it's shocking to see what happens with, you know, when uh, Drew Brees doesn't play well. So, you know, it's kind of amazing to me that we, you know, we got to make excuses for what's what's happening at our quarterback position, man. So, you know, I think one of the uh, great quotes that came out of this game after the game was that Coach Sean McVay mentioned that every position will be evaluated. So I think that's where we have to go moving forward. Uh, it's a great quote, quote and hopefully – uh, we're in a position where we can actually truly do that, Doc, because it, it has to be addressed. And, um, you know, we got some stuff to clean up. We have some uh, other people to add. You know, we got two extra, you know, two more third-round draft picks with Mr. Brad Holmes being the new general manager uh, with the uh, Detroit Lions. So maybe we can package something, put something together, man. There's a lot, of, a lot of transaction rumors that are floating in the air these days. So we'll see where that, all that that, that lands.
1: But do you believe McBain when he says every position will be evaluated? Do you believe it because I think Jared is this guy. I think Jared is their guy, man. You know, and who no, honestly, bro, with what who what he's getting paid? Who's going to look at the Rams and be like, "Okay, I want to let me trade for Jared Goff." Seriously, man. Unless yeah. you give up unless you give up Jared and, and another uh, other couple of great players, I don't think anybody's going to look at Jared and be like, I, "Okay, I want Jared for what the money he's making." I don't think that's going to happen. So, McVay, it sounds good because he know Ram fans want to hear that because he want to. Okay, we are trying to get better, but I want to believe him if he's going to evaluate every position when he says that. That's the first position he should be looking at right now. No, that's the first position. Well, well
2: there are some. Uh, I mean, when you look at when you look at Coach McVay, I think Coach McVay is about winning and not just winning in the regular season, but winning Super Bowls and winning championships. That's my. That's what I get from him. And you know, Doc, you look you look back on history, man. There's there's been a lot of deals or or, or deals that have uh you know been transacted or have been executed where one team was you know kind of like you know like food. I'll just say that you know you talk about the Great Alaskan, you know, you know, Alaskan uh, acquisition of we the America getting Alaska, the Louisiana purchase. We, we you look at that. Some people may have said that you know the United States, uh, you know, really took somebody to the shed as far as acquiring those properties. But maybe there's maybe there's somebody out there, Doc. Who knows, man? There may be somebody out there who, you know, who we can, you know, talk to or, you know. I mean, but, Doc, the, the, <laughs> the truth about the matter is, man, the position has to be evaluated, man. It has to be scrutinized. I understand uh, people being under contract and, uh, you know, but in, in all actuality, we need better from that position along with a lot of other positions that, that, that are on the team.
1: We do, man. And it's funny you bring up the Louisiana purchase. That's, yeah, bro, if, if, if the United States is looking at Louisiana, man, and like, okay, uh, let, me ask y'all, let me ask y'all a question, man. Uh, we got y'all surrounded, for one, you know what I'm saying? So you can, uh, you can let us buy it, or we can just come on in that joint with guns are blazing. You know what I'm saying? Which, which, which choice, which path do you take? well you know what? we'll just we'll take the money I know you'll take the money because we are gonna come in and just take it in a minute but I got you man but just going back to this ball game it's you know, I love the way Cam Makers played. I just hate the fact he only got 18 carries because we it, it was really a ball game. We really were never out of the ball game until, you know, Aaron Rodgers hooked up with the big dude in the fourth quarter for that touchdown and kind of put it out. Yeah. But we were in the ball game, so I don't understand that why we didn't keep feeding, you know, Cam, man. Cam only had 18 carries, I think, nearly 100 yards. He didn't have 100 yards. Let me look at what Cam had. I think 18 for 90 or something like that. Hold on, bro. Uh,
2: 92 yards.
1: Back yeah, go, we should have – I mean he should have got the ball more. But at the same time we only ran Yeah, well yeah, 18 carries for 90 yards. That's 5 yards a carry, bro. He was toting the pill. What a touch it, but we didn't give we didn't give him the ball more but at the same time, we only had 50 offensive plays, dog. We only got 50 plays, man. That's how much Green Bay stayed on the field, man, and kept us off the field. But I still believe with those 50 plays, Cam still should have got about 22 or 23 carries the way he was running the ball. And I think five more carries may have been the difference. May or could have been a difference. But, you know, you know, neither here nor there, man. As you said, we were, we were banged up. But a lot of people talk about uh, the Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams matchup. We saw that. You know, they they chirped, chirped. I think they got in each other's faces a little bit. But you, you expect that. How do you feel about that? Devontae ended with just nine catches for 66 six yards. He did get a touchdown, but I can't even blame Jalen on the touchdown that Devontae scored, man. So, you know, I think it's pretty much a push because Jalen, didn't, he didn't guard Devontae every time and Devontae didn't catch all nine balls on Jalen. So I still think that was a a, a good matchup. I don't think Jalen lost. You know, I don't think he lost the matchup at all.
2: Well, well when you look at the Green Green Bay's approach, uh, their attacking style uh, Saturday night, it was it was base, basically uh, just a running running offense. So um, there weren't many opportunities where we could see Devonte Adams versus a Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, get a get a lion's share of it. We didn't we didn't see that. So I mean, the game really didn't dictate itself towards that. So uh, and plus, you know, when you're moving Devonte around, uh, you're you're motioning him. Uh, you're taking them from the outside, putting them to the slot. It, you know, it's kind of hard to really match up with that. I mean, that really does something to uh, a defense that plays as much zone as we play. So, you know, you kind of want to you, you keep your eyes on him from that standpoint, but at the same time, you're not really going to, you know, let Jalen just follow the guy anywhere. I mean, it, the game isn't flowing that way. So, I mean, the Green Bay did a great job of getting us out of what we like to do as far as playing zone and forces out, forcing our safeties to come down and stopped the run. They were running for 200 yards, and it was—I knew it wasn't going to be long before you saw that huge play-action pl- uh, pass down the middle of the field, and uh, we saw it. So that—that's the, actually the play that really put the game out of reach. But um, they executed their game plan, man. Once a, once a running game starts to move around, like Green Bay had it going, it's tough to stop. And at the same time, when you have a defensive line like the Green Bay Packers start to wake up in the playoffs and get pressure with a four-man rush like we're known for doing, it's hard to stop, Doc. I mean, they, it seemed like they were playing with five and six defensive linemen out there, and uh, their running game was kicking. So when you have that, I mean, it, always, it can be a passing league. is all you want, all, all we want to see. And, uh, you know, it leads off center with passing uh, touchdowns. But at the same time, it always comes back to that running game, if you can run the ball and if you can stop the run. So – Green Bay did both of those last, last night, and uh, they won the game.
1: Yeah, and they was able to do it. And as we said, Aaron Donald wasn't 100%. Uh, he was on the sideline for a whole bunch of plays, which he's normally not like that. He don't normally play every play of a ball game, but he was on the sideline for a, a lot of plays. And I could totally, you know, I could totally understand, man. And when you got some torn cartilage in your rib, that stuff hurts, bro. I know we talked about shooting it up, but a lot of times when, when, when you're hurting that uh, abdominal area, it's hard to breathe. It's sore. Then you can shoot it up, but cast hitting it, can cast intentionally punching it. A D went out and did what he did, but you saw, man, Aaron Donald being hurt. So him being kind of neutralized by them being able to neutralize him, the injury and blocking him, all our other defensive linemen were really neutralized as well. So that just let's let's just shows you how important Aaron Donald really is because you know Michael Brock has made some plays, but uh we didn't, you know, we didn't get any pressure on Aaron Rodgers, man. Didn't sack him. Yeah. Bro, you are not beating a quarterback like that if you can't get to him. If you can't touch him, albeit he was throwing a lot of quick routes and he was, you know, bootlegging and stuff, but to not get any pressure on the dude and not to sack him and not to get your hands on him, man, dude was comfortable all night long. And I'm sorry, bro, you're not beating Aaron Rodgers when he's sitting back there smiling at your ass, man. No, when he's not getting his uniform dirty,
2: uh, when he can sit back there and facilitate and not really be a football player, it's going to be hard. This game was very similar to, um, you know, that first matchup between uh, the L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, where he was just getting the ball out of his hands real fast, uh, really not mixing it up. And they had a very strong running attack. And that, that approach beat us. So, uh, you know, kudos to them uh, to LaFleur going back and, and looking at that film and, and and taking a very same game plan that beat us, really dominated us, uh, in that first matchup with the 49ers and executed in the playoffs man so you know i mean if he if he had to stay in the in the office you know past 12 maybe two o'clock like those coaches always lie and talk about they're there or that long kudos <laughs> to him for doing that, that because it looked very it looked very similar man you just go and take that game plan implement it Man, go home. You home
1: at seven o'clock. That's why I "Hello, so bro." Why you saying they lie? They lie. Yeah, they do. They lie. Like I was in, the, I was in there to two, three in the morning. Man, quit lying. You're lying, oh. man. You know, <laughs> I know, bro. They do say that make himself sounds good. But speaking of coaching, man, uh, bro, I mean it. We quietly, dog. Do you remember the charges even asking permission to talk to uh Brandon Staley? Did we even hear anything? How did, how that, did? that hasn't been mentioned.
2: It, it looked, it looked like that. You know, the, the defense as a whole, along with his defensive coordinator, that somebody was probably being interviewed either before the game or at halftime. So, I can see, I, I can see a little difference in our approach, man. So maybe that's what happened to us.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, all of a sudden, I didn't even know. I know Brandon Staley's name was. You know, people wanted to talk to him for potentially to be the head coach, but. I never heard the. I mean, because I'm pretty sure the charges had to ask the Rams for permission to talk to him. Ain't no hell, ain't no way in the world I know they interviewed him like right after the game and then hired them 24 hours later, 48 hours later. If, if Isaac, if they've been kind of passing each other in the hallway at SoFi every once in a while. I know their practice facilities in different places, but it is LA. You know what I'm saying? They do talk. They may see each other at a restaurant. You know, I don't know how to ta- I do know how the tampering thing goes, but I guess if the Rams don't complain about it, it ain't nothing really we could say. It just kind of caught me off guard. I was like, "Damn, he already named head coach of the Chargers?" I don't even remember him being interviewed. I remember I don't remember him them asking for permission to talk to him, but hey. I mean, he he got a head coaching job pretty 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 quickly too, bro. How, how long how long I, he been assistant though?
2: Well, from what, what I've read that he's only been an assistant since 2017 and a defensive coordinator this first year. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. uh, you know, I guess the, the sun is shining on him today. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I hate to lose him, but you know, at the same time, you know, dog, let's be real, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a lot of talk about, uh, social change and, and, and the change as far as hiring processes go in the NFL, not only the NFL, but a lot of industries that are, 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 are out there. So, just to see these jobs being filled by uh, usual suspects, can I say that?
1: Yeah, of just course. the usual suspects getting the jobs, is, yeah. and,
2: and, and and guys like Eric I mean, it's still being looked over. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are in a lot of positions. The defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it, 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 I mean, just that that uh, he's been balling. His his unit has been balling all year. Long. Yeah, no doubt. For, this, for these guys to not have an opportunity. These are lifelong assistant coaches, man. Hey, no man shall save you, man.
1: Exactly, and the same thing with with Arthur Smith with the Tennessee Titans, the offense coordinator. Man, you got the best running back in the NFL, man. All you all you really been doing is just turning it around, feeding it to Derrick Henry. That's really been your whole offensive game. So it's not like you you're, you're some kind of genius, but I mean, I'm not gonna hate, but you know, I do feel you know for Eric B. and me and and guys like him and Ty Bowles who are. Good assistant coaches. Even Todd is—he's been given a chance, but um, Eric Bieniemy hasn't. You know, leading you know Kansas City Chiefs—the best offense in the NFL. You know, arguably. Uh, but yeah, it no—it it, no, it is what it is, man. And when you talk about it, people say you complain, but it, it's the fact of the matter. I'm not tripping because I know what it is. That's why I tell people, look, man, hey, I know, I know, I know who I am and I know what I am. So I know I have to work a hundred times harder than somebody else and I know those same opportunities are not going to get presented to me and if it does if if I do get an opportunity I got to work a hundred times harder than anybody else because if I don't they're gonna be like see 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 but you know but congratulations to Brandon Staley man I can't you know you got an opportunity to be a head coach you'll be right there in LA so uh, we won't see you on the schedule I don't think we play the Chargers next year but it's a huge loss, but you know, hopefully, we get a defense coordinator that comes in there, and it's also easy to coach when you got you know two all pros too, bro. Absolutely,
2: indeed, man. indeed, that's not too tough, man. I mean, it's, it's, let's just be honest; it's easy for Eric Bienemy as well. He has the best quarterback in the league right now, uh, the best tight end in the league right now, and uh, I think it's time. I think it's time for Bienemy to take take control of a franchise as as, as far as being the head coach, and uh, and let's see what he can do.
1: When is God in God's timing, man? In, in the timing of the most time, most times, well, he'll get his opportunity, man. If it's meant to happen, so I still wish him luck. I wish them all luck, man. And, uh, and talking about the NFL, hey, now we got the NFC Championship game going on. We got Green Bay, who moved on. Now they're gonna face Tampa Bay, bro. Tampa Bay wouldn't took took care of the Saints, so I'm with you. I'm rolling with Green Bay as well. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this matchup, but I don't think Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay want to see Green Bay, bro.
2: Uh, yeah, I I think so. I think I think Tampa Tampa played great, and uh, I wasn't too shocked by them winning. Uh, considering you know Tom Brady has been in that position a very long time. Uh, he's been led right now by uh, Brian Leftwich, who's calling the plays down there as the offensive coordinator, and he's been in that position for 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 a very long time, man. I mean Tom Brady has has won some big games on the road. Two years ago in Kansas City, uh, he beat Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs in, a, in the AFC Championship. And, you know, as, as far as the, the Saints, Saint, the Saints are always been an iffy team to me, Matt. I mean, because they have the, they have the, uh, the atmosphere that they, they like to create with, with almost what it seems like millions of fans down there cheering and you make it hard for, for teams to execute. But they've lost a lot of those big-time games like that. You know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees together have lost some huge games like that from that standpoint. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into, uh, going into Green Bay, I think they'll be prepared, over-prepared. I think Tom Brady leading the charge will have these guys uh, ready to play football. Even that being said, I think Green Bay comes out because uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is hungry, man. He hasn't eaten, hasn't been on this stage in a very long time with everything, with the table set for him as it is right now, playing this game at home uh, with a defense that can get after the quarterback and, and some playmakers on the offense now. So... I think he's very hungry, and I think he'll, you know, he'll not only be fed, but he'll quench his thirst uh, this Sunday night, and and uh, Green Bay will end up representing the uh nfc in the super bowl this year
1: and i agree with you and that's the thing about it see i didn't realize that the Packers' defense man was that aggressive and make the plays the way they they got some real dogs out there at least they were playing dogs against us on saturday And not only that they were playing with that attitude and that confidence man they didn't seem like they were ever rattled they didn't seem like they doubted themselves at all they were just they really didn't seem like they were afraid of our offense so when you're not afraid of the other team's offense, you can take some chances. You can do some things yep. on defense to make some plays because they wasn't afraid of us. But I think they will be afraid of Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay does have some offensive weapons, you know, that we don't necessarily have. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. And now on the AFC side, man, we got Buffalo. Buffalo back in there. And they'll be taking on Kansas City. Hey, I, I was watching the Buffalo. I, the, you ever seen that Buffalo uh, fourth and – uh? 30, 30 for 30? 30. Well, Buffalo went to those four straight Super Bowls and got – it's it's oh, good. Yeah. It's funny, dog. Yeah. Went to them yeah. four straight Super Bowls and lost, man. God, I still don't understand that. But I'm looking forward to Buffalo and, and Kansas City, man. Hey, Buffalo has really surprised me. So, they – I don't think that's just going to be an easy game for Kansas City, man, because the Bills – the Bills balling. On both sides of the football, Doc.
2: I mean, I don't think it'd be an a easy, a easy game by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, you, you look at what the Bills are bringing to uh, Kansas City, uh, up-and-coming quarterback in Josh Allen, who's being considered uh, for the MVP trophy this year. Um, uh, playmakers all over the field. Cole Beasley, you have uh, Diggs, uh, uh, Brown. These guys are playmakers. All you have to do is get the ball into their hands. The running back, Moss, uh, they're, getting, they're getting confident about their ability to play football, and even even with all that said about what they have on offense, Doc, I think they're a football. They're a defensive football team, man. They yeah. they they pride themselves on going out and stopping the other team's offense, man, and taking the football away. I mean, they have great play uh, from that front four, uh, young guys uh, in that second second tier, and then in the back half, man, you got some all pros back there. So it, it's going to be a great matchup if you're a football fan. This one game that you want to sit back and watch because. It's going to be a complete chess match. I mean, uh, uh, Dermot—he's a great defensive mind as far as the head coach for uh, the Buffalo Bills—and can't say enough about Andy Reid, man, and it, and his, his his ability to put guys in position to succeed and to develop guys. So he's been doing a very long time. He's he's coached in a lot of uh, conference championships, and uh, you know he's right back in this position again for another opportunity to play for Super Bowl.
1: Now, Isaac, looking at the four teams that are playing in these championship games, man, what is the consistent theme that all of them have that we don't have? I know what it is. You know what I'm saying? You just think about it. All four teams got great quarterbacks. Great play. Now, difference between us, you know. And Jared, I ain't just trying to beat your head in, but I got to call it like it is, man. I'm not talking about how you played on Saturday, but the Recurring thing that all four quarterbacks: Josh Allen, absolutely amazing. You know, straight balling. Patrick Mahomes we ain't got to say nothing. We, we know what he does. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, great quarterbacks, great quarterback play. Now, if you take our, if you take our quarter, if you take our quarterback off our team and put one of them quarterbacks on our squad, we in the championship game. I agree. I mean, I told, I wholeheartedly believe that, man. Because everything else is pretty much a push. We got receivers that can ball out. We got running backs that can tote the rock. And we had the number one defense. I know we, we can't do that. But I'm just saying all four teams got consistently great play from their great quarterbacks. And the key is consistently great play, which means week in and week out.
2: Well, when you look at those four quarterbacks, the four that are left, Doc, they all are oozing with confidence, man. I mean, confidence is, is probably, you know, the first thing you think about when you mention those quarterbacks individually and as a collective group. So they just believe that they can get the job done. They can they, they believe that you can put, you know, put them with any, any unit that you put them with as far as, you know, offensive line, uh, playmakers on the outside, no playmakers on the outside, they can get the job done. That's just the way they believe. So uh, that confidence... I mean, it, it's contagious, man. So when when you're the when you're in that leadership position as far as quarterback is concerned, all eyes are on you, Doc. I mean, every eyes on you from guys on inside the locker room, from guys upstairs to the fan base. Uh, they're all watching you. They want to hear your response to situations, and and your response is, is is important. We can tell when it's fake. We can tell when it's authentic. So um, we're we're gonna latch on to those who we feel like that. We that can take us to that next level. So all four of these guys, they have it. They they, they got it. So um, I don't see – I see both games being close, and going down to the wire. And and that's what you want to see in the playoffs. You want to see each team have an opportunity to win the game at the end. And it, it just boils down to whoever whoever has the ball last is going to win the games.
1: No doubt about it. Now, before we get up out of here, I'm just interested to see, man. You know, uh, I don't never see, I don't ever ask you, man, you know, because I ain't nosy. Who exactly be on the greatest show on Turf Text Thread? I ain't never asked you. I'm gonna ask you. Oh, yeah, because you, but you know, I, I you know, it, it, what was, you know, give me something that was said, you know. Saturday during the game and after the game. Because I did – I don't know if Kurt Warner's on there or not. And I tell everybody, Isaac is my brother, but I ain't know. I don't ask him his business. You know what I'm saying? But I see Kurt Warner. He did tweet something out. Like, you know, he was criticizing how the the, the, the Rams' offensive game plan and some of the things he was doing. He was like, well, what do I know? I'm just our arm armchair quarterback. But he said, albeit I'm a very good armchair quarterback. But he was frustrated and unhappy with some of the Rams – offensive game planning. Uh, How about you and your crew, man? You you and your guys, you know, the greatest show on turf. I mean, what was, you know, any something that frustrated you all, man? You know what I'm saying? Well,
2: well, Doc, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's kind of like when your parents constantly warn you about something, about something that's happening with you. So from week nine to week 10, 11, all the way down to 16, She's been or he's been constantly telling you about this situation. Listen, you need to take the garbage out before so that you don't have to get up in the middle of the night yeah. and take this garbage out or early in the morning when it's cold outside and catch this garbage truck. I don't know if you ever had to do that, but I had to do that. On yeah, occasions. of course. Yeah. So I learned my lesson. Yeah. Well, it, well, here's the thing. Once you get to the point where, OK, you're running down the street with that garbage and that garbage truck is two houses down away from you. What do your parents do? they sit there in silence. You know, I don't have any I don't have anything else to say to. you. Oh. I mean, I knew this was coming. We can see this coming. I mean, we can see what the issues is, issues are and we want them resolved. So, like I said, we're we're not in the business of killing our wounded because when they go to playoffs, guess who goes? Guess who gets a call? Man, I get a call. They say, "Come, here, come on to this playoff game." When they yeah. go to Super Bowl, guess who gets a call? I get a call. Come on to this playoff. So, I'm a fan, doc. And and it's about, you know, just wanting wanting to see the team that I played for to succeed and just being a football fan. I mean, you you either, you can, you can coach it up. You can coach it up in front of your television. You can coach it up, you know, with the other guys. Sometimes we coach and sometimes we just say, yeah, yeah, man, just learn your lesson, man. Eat eat the the cake that you made, learn your lesson.
1: And that's the thing about it, man. It's see and. Honestly, what you all say, and I know you know you all say things within uh, amongst each other that sh- should stay amongst one another. But what you all say does carry a lot of weight, and carry more weight than the average fan. Even somebody like me, man, because you all have done it, played on a higher level. So even if you all do choose to criticize anything that that goes on with the squad or players on the squad, if it was me, if I was a player on the Rams squad, and I heard you say something that can be constructive criticism, or Tory Holt, or Falk or Pace, or Warner, even Isaac Kim, any of those dudes, Ricky Pro. I'm like, let me listen. I ain't gonna get mad because I know y'all bring y'all bringing it out of love because it's like y'all gonna love those dudes unconditionally because you Rams for life. So that's what I, you know, that's that's what I, I would always. But I know young people, you know, young people now, man, they don't really be wanting you to say anything to them. But I was just curious, man. You know what I'm saying? I was just curious.
2: Well, I tell you what, when when guys like Deacon Jones would come to our practice, guys like Jack Youngblood. Ah, uh, Jack Snow, guys like uh, Jackie Slater would come and speak to us. Man, I was all ears, Doc, because I know they 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 went through the exact same thing that I went through. They played and hated the exact same teams that I hated, you know. And I could see it, I could feel it. So uh, I don't look at it as uh, really criticizing, but really correction, you know. Yeah. When they were, when they spoke to me, and and you know, Henry Eller would tell me, listen, maybe you should you know, come off the line a little bit differently and, and, and get your head around this. It, it was criti- it was constructive criticism because he wanted me to succeed. I know that when we went to the playoffs, man, these are the people we're calling. We're calling Eric Dixon to come on and support the team. We're calling Tom Max to come and support the team and, and be a part of uh, this atmosphere because we look at ourselves as a Ramley, And these guys are, we're standing on their shoulders. So those guys are standing on our shoulders now. So it's, it's about being constructive and being able to receive the correction and uh you know we're football fans so we're gonna have an opinion we played the game at a high level and and just like you mentioned you know Tory Ho, he has a right to talk he has a right to coach he has a right to say something uh uh kurt warner he has a he has a right to say something and be uh corrective towards the situation or what he's seeing so i mean we're, we're all hoping for the best for our team and our organization man that's that's just bottom line that's it
1: I got you, and I ain't gonna even lie, I like it, man. I like the fact that you my brother, man, but then again, dog, these, these greats, in the NFL, man. Y'all get together and chop it up and say what y'all want to say and not all y'all. I mean, honestly, bro, I love that situation. I'm looking forward to meeting them dudes, man, so I can say, man, I heard about you, man. Y'all y'all some cool dudes, man. So, uh, But anyway, bro, anything else you want to add before we get up out of here, man? You know, we're going to break this thing down, I guess, to once a week, man. It, you know, every Monday still, bro, until the season starts back, man. We'll find something to chop about, man, to, you know, anything
2: well, you want to add. I, yeah, I'll, I'll just add, you know, uh, the sign uh, going into Rams facility and leaving Rams facility should be uh, every position will be evaluated. I mean, there's <laughs> always a self evaluation, yeah. and you know, as as uh, you know, as head coach of a team, you have to evaluate what you have, the product that you're putting on the field. As far as the general manager, you have to evaluate what's going on the field. So every position must be evaluated. I mean, it, it, there, there's a there's a love of football that has to be there, Doc. And you can see it. You don't have to tell the person you love this game. They can see it from you. So, you know, just evaluation, man. And I'm all for evaluation.
1: Because some dudes just love the money and love the celebrity that comes with being an NFL football player. They don't just really love the game. So I got you on that. I have seen plenty of them dudes. But anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We out.